Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 224 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the advent of the Lord's coming. Let's dive in. Well, officially, welcome to this crazy Christmas season. There is something special between that time of Thanksgiving and Christmas, at least here in America. Now, for most people in the culture, it seems like that's the season where things just get crazy and busy and just full of just stuff. And yet it's actually a rather precious time if we utilize it to focus on Jesus Christ. Now, over the next couple of weeks, I want to give some Advent just meditations, just some thoughts to bring us into a clear focus of Jesus Christ as we prepare to celebrate his birth. Now, regardless of whether you celebrate Christmas or not, this is just a great season to ponder the realities of Jesus Christ and the goodness of who he is. And it's just almost a great time to hit reset in our life spiritually to say, okay, let's focus on Jesus. Well, with that being said, one of my favorite meditations or just these thoughts about this idea of the advent of our Lord. By the way, the word advent just means the arrival or the coming of our King. And so one of my favorite thoughts in terms of just the coming of our King uh, to planet Earth, the incarnation, Jesus taking on the flesh of humanity, is just this idea that he came not as the king that he is, but he came lowly and humble, and he was born in a stable. Isn't it interesting to think that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe, who ultimately should have the greatest and the best of all things, did not come to be born in a palace. He did not come to be born in a nice hospital. He was born of a virgin in a backside country town called Bethlehem. It's about five miles south of Jerusalem. And it wasn't even in a normal house. It was in a stable. <laughs> what a horrible thought for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And yet it is such a beautiful reality, a beautiful picture of who our Jesus is. Now, some people have 
Uh, scholars have speculated about what this manger or this stable would have looked like. Some suggest that maybe it was the bottom portion of a house. A lot of the houses in that day, uh, you would have built kind of uh, the area for your animals in the very basement of your house, uh, basement being the, the first floor. And then you would have lived up on top uh, above the animals. And of course, it's brilliant uh, for the cold months because uh, the heat of the animals just kind of gives you natural warmth. Um and whether it was kind of in the basement of a house or whether it was in this cave, Bethlehem is full of all these shepherds' caves. Uh, so whether it was in a cave of a shepherd or whether it was actually in more of a like an actual stable or a, a place for animals, we actually just don't know. And of course, there's good speculation for all of those. And my guess is, if I can maybe ponder a guess, my, it's either going to be probably the, the basement of that house or it's going to be probably a shepherd's cave. And I'm probably leaning toward a shepherd's cave, mainly for the fact that, and we're going to look at this in a, a couple of weeks from now, but when you look at the the shepherds coming to see the Christ child, uh, it is interesting that it's all in this shepherding language uh, that they would know very, f- or they would be very familiar with. So it just seems likely, especially because of the the manger, the the feeding trough that Jesus was laid in, it just seems likely that it was probably a shepherd's cave, but Regardless of how you want to argue that, it technically probably doesn't matter that much. But we just know that he was born in this lowly condition. Well, the reason that is so beautiful to me is the fact that that is a great picture of what God has done just with the gospel. See, we did not have to clean ourselves up. We did not have to make ourselves presentable in order for God to forgive us. Rather, he came into the muck and the mire of our lives. And again, it's just this beautiful picture. So here is Jesus, the the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is being born in a lowly stable, right? He's surrounded by some animals and the muck and the filth of animals and straw. And well, it's not a, it's not a kingly place. And that too is, is my life that before I came to know Jesus, my life was a stable. It was full of muck and junk and straw and just, just, it was just not worthy of a king. And yet I love what Romans chapter five, verse eight says, Paul writes, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that an incredible passage that here I am, I I am living in my rebellion. I'm living in my sin. I'm shaking my fist in God's face. And yet while I am yet a sinner, Christ died for me. That I didn't have to clean myself up. I did not have to make myself presentable. I merely had to come before the cross of Jesus Christ and say, I I, I am sorry. I repent. Please forgive me. And the reality of Christ and all that he has purchased and accomplished on the cross is made available to me. Not because of me. Not because of my worth. Not because of something that I I, I produced. Rather, it was because of him. Uh, Which is what Paul also says in Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, he's talking about just the sin and the depravity of how we have lived. And then he says in verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, 
you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, this is not of us. This is all of him. So here's the brilliant picture of the advent of our king. The fact that Jesus was willing to be born in a lowly stable full of animals and muck and mire is a picture of the reality of what he wants to do in your personal life. He wants to be born in your life. And you don't have to clean yourself up. You do not have to make yourself ready. You just need to be open to the coming of the king. I think that is such an incredible just picture, a demonstration of the love of Jesus Christ. Now, here's the key in this whole thing, and I don't want you to miss this. Jesus is willing to be born in a mucky stable known as you. But here's the concept. He refuses to leave you that way. There's some weird push in modern Christianity today that just kind of is like a tap on your head and just says, well, you know, God's grace is, is good and he, he's going to forgive you, but you don't have to change your life. You, you can live in the same stuff that you've always lived in. You can keep, you know, living in your sin and you can keep having your lifestyle and you can keep doing whatever it is that you want to do. Well, <laughs> that's not biblical. That is not anywhere in scripture. The reality is, is 2 Corinthians 5.17, that, that in Christ, you are a brand new creature, a creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And yes, you may look the same and smell the same, but you are not the same. That in Christ Jesus, you are, in fact, a brand new creation, which means everything changes. The way you think has to change. The way you talk changes. The way you live changes because of the reality of Jesus Christ. So yes, he is willing to be born in you in all of your muck and mire and junk and sin. And yes, even in your rebellion, while you are shaking your fist in God's face, Christ died for us. And yet he loves us too much to leave us as a stable. That what he desires to do is to grow us up into a beautiful temple for the Holy Spirit. That we are not to have the muck and the mire. We are actually called unto holiness. We are called to be holy for he is holy, that we are called to be like him, that we get to share in the inheritance and the riches of Jesus Christ. And that while we were, yes, in this world, we are not to be of this world. So ponder the reality of Jesus. Do you realize that Jesus was willing to condescend and come and stoop and become a man born in a stable? It is a picture of great humility and meekness. But then again, that is who he is. Paul reminds us in Philippians chapter 2, in, in the great kenosis passage, it's that passage talking about just the richness and the phenomenal reality of Jesus. Uh, in verse 5, he says, let this mind be in you, or let this attitude, let this perspective, this orientation of living be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then he describes the reality, this mind, this attitude, this lifestyle of Jesus, And he says, who, verse six, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Get this. But he made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death 
of the cross. Do you realize that he took the form of a servant, of a slave, and that he humbled himself to the point of death on, on the cross? See, that's the lifestyle of our king, that he is willing to stoop, to go low, to wash the disciples' feet. He's constantly rolling up, rolling up his sleeve saying, hey, how can I meet your needs? And how can I serve you? And how can I pour my life out for you? He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and yet he is the greatest servant of all. And we see that here even in his birth. So as we are approaching this advent of his coming, the celebration of the coming of the king, may we remember his great meekness, his great humility, the fact that he is willing to be born in our lives, a mucky stable. And yet let us not forget that he desires for us to grow up unto holiness, that we are not to live the same lifestyle of the world, that we are not to just to keep being a stable full of muck and mire. Rather, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit if Christ dwells within you. Well, I hope that's just a fresh reminder as we come and we celebrate this advent of our great King. Well, over these next several weeks, we're going to look more at this idea of what does it mean for Jesus to come? I really want this season, at least in my life, to be a special season intentionally focused on the richness and the reality of Jesus Christ. I don't want to get lost in the midst of this cultural craziness of, you know, buying gifts and just running around like crazy and just rushing through this season and, yeah, singing a couple songs and having some eggnog, woo, and yet missing the whole purpose of the season, which is Jesus. And that's my prayer for you as well. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 224 for episode 224. And until next time, know I'm cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.